This is the True Real Estate 911 podcast with Lisa True. Lisa will share up-to-date real estate information with you that you need to know. Welcome to True Real Estate 911. It's Brian Mudd with your local real estate pro, Lisa True, with the information you need to know to set yourself up for maximum success in real estate right now. And we've talked about how this real estate market has evolved, it's changed, it's still very active, but it also is very specific. The fall-through rate with properties, it's been rising in recent months, and you want success, and you don't want stress in the process. The truths, they're here to help you every step of the way, and avoid all those pitfalls that so many, unfortunately, fall into. We're going to be talking about avoiding those pitfalls and getting to the closing table on schedule and without all the hassle. And so before we get started today, I want to remind you that if you're not already there, go to truerealestate911.com. That's truerealestate911.com, the best local resource you're going to find for real estate information, educational videos from the True Group that are fun and informative uh, that you can sign up for. Uh, and they can be sent right to your email. Also, you have the ability to search the MLS like a real estate pro yourself. The truths, they pay for that service, so you don't have to, and you have access to it in real time, the MLS in real time. So check it out at truerealestate911.com. And as always, the truths, there for you seven days a week, buying and selling questions, 561-972-8326, 561-972-8326. Lisa, Chris True is amazing at what he does in terms of identifying potential pitfalls before we uh, end up falling in them uh, when we work with you. And he's identified uh, several different areas that he's having to work through right now uh, with local real estate uh, issues. And as we get into that conversation today, I know that you have a lot of, lot of guidance in, in terms of what's going on in today's real estate market throughout the Palm Beaches that can be helpful for people as they're trying to figure out what is the next move as we advance out of season towards summer and also with uh, the mortgage rates and, and the current situation. So if you want to kind of give us an overview right now, here we are. We're past tax season. We're past season itself. What now for Palm Beach County's real estate market? Well, we are in our summer selling season, very, very active right now, where people that are looking to be moved by the summer are out there looking to find their property and obviously get closed. And so if you're taking a look at all the market activity we've had, it ended up being pretty active, uh, but we still were seeing issues on the luxury side uh, throughout the first quarter of the year. We've seen that both nationally and locally, it looks like uh, overall real estate is still appreciating above the historic averages. Is that your expectation uh, as we advance through this second quarter? I think you will see some areas appreciate and some start to kind of stabilize depending on inventory. Inventory is what drives the demand for prices to be increased uh, versus if there's a lot of inventory out there, then obviously buyers have more choices and therefore they don't have to pay as much. This has been one of the slight disconnects between the national real estate market and what we have locally. We continue to see the stories nationally to where we have big shortages of inventory, and it's very much a seller's market throughout much of the country. However, we are not quite in that same situation locally. What's the latest in terms of overall inventory and, and in kind of the balance between a, a buyer's and seller's market? Anything under 400 is definitely a strong, strong, strong seller's market. When we start to get 600 and higher, depending on the area, depending on the neighborhood, you might already be in a buyer's market 
when we shift to the luxury market, we are actually in a very strong buyer's market. Now, there are exceptions. Uh, ocean access is still in demand, and we're seeing that the good inventory, those that are priced right, that have the right condition and the right marketing are selling. So it's really important in even the luxury market is to understand what type of market you're in if you're looking to buy or sell. All right, it's good information. And uh, as we uh, get going on the various different pitfalls that uh, the True Group has identified, you know, it's interesting because the first one here um, talks to uh, talks to something that I've seen quite a bit of, and that is, with the overall real estate recovery and the recovery having matured, I mean, it's in some respects kind of hard to imagine, but we're more than five full years into the real estate recovery. Something somewhat predictable has happened, and that is that you have a lot of newcomers uh, that uh, are first-time real estate agents that might not necessarily be best positioned to deal with some of the nuances in today's real estate market. You know, we see this uh, almost every day where someone is brand new in real estate, and when somebody calls our office, they either call and we know their name or we call. they call and we don't know their name. And the first thing we're going to do is kind of look and see their experience and their history. What I love most is a brand new agent who just calls up and says, look, I ha I'm brand new. I have no idea what to do. We will actually help them. Now, we do have a legal fiduciary to our client. So obviously, when we negotiate, we're negotiating strongly for our client. However, we will help them with What's the right forms? What's the right thing to do? How do they make application for their association? Things like that. The challenge is many brand new agents don't say that. They come in and say, I've done hundreds of deals. And it's like they're brand new. They just got no, their license. That's not helpful. It's not helpful. And they act like they know what they're doing. And what that does is nine times out of 10, it harms their client because we know they don't know what they're doing. And we, are, we have a legal fiduciary to our buyer or seller, and we're going to make sure that everything that can be to their favor is. And so inexperienced agents don't see the challenges. They don't know what to do with the challenges because let's face it, we know what to do because we've mastered real estate. It takes 10,000 hours to master anything. Rather, you want to you know, have a career or you want to learn to play a guitar or golf. It's at least 10,000 hours. So if you have a brand new agent, and look, I was one at one time. God bless all those people that hired me. However, I did not, A, have the challenges I have today in the real estate market. And, you know, I don't know. I guess I just figured it out. And yet those people were a little bit of guinea pigs. And so having the right agent that knows what to do when things happen, because I can't think of a single deal that things haven't happened. So knowing how to do that and having a team of people that come together when one person can't figure it out at True Group Real Estate, you have a whole group of people and one of us will come up with a solution. It's so important and yet understated. We've talked recently about some of the nuances, even on the buying side. I know that a lot of the newer agents might end up, uh, you know, walking buyers through the process, but that leads to a lot of these fall through rates. And I know that's at the root of some of what we're talking about. For ex example, until you face the adversity of some of the inspection issues that can come up, well, you might not know how to anticipate or deal with them when you get there. And uh, tell us about some of these inspection issues that you're you're coming across right now. Well, the first thing is, is the inspection issue legitimate? Uh, many inspection issues can actually be seen while showing or 
better yet, when you put the property on the market. And then hopefully you can deal with them legitimately ahead of time. However, when they come up, what happens? Many times what we're seeing on the buy side is that it's completely normal. The buyer tends to overreact. They get scared. Yeah. You know, yep. it's in a in a market, especially if they had multiple offers and maybe they paid a little bit more, they, they may get scared, have buyer's remorse, and that's completely normal. And the agent is scared along with them. Instead of being the calming force in the transaction and saying, okay, let's walk through this report and see which deal, which items are deal breakers, because often it's, there's a lot of things, but there's only a couple things that really are deal breakers. The rest is more maintenance. And the one thing that I know, and I'll say, I'm not sure if you're necessarily in a position to, to do so, is that there is a justifying of one's existence that I found with every different inspector. I bought real estate in three different states, a bunch of different properties and different property types, new construction uh, to older homes. And you're right that some things are, are big and legitimate. Other things are minor, cosmetic, even potentially. And many inspectors, when they are getting paid to do a job and getting paid hundreds of dollars to do it, they feel like they have to find something or else they haven't done their job. And there is a, an important difference in understanding that versus going, this is something significant. Well, and their job is to find everything. Their job is also to say, this is just a maintenance item. We're telling this for long term because you're going to own this home for how many ever years. You're going to want to take care of this for yourself. And then their job is to say, okay, this is something that's really of a concern and to help you understand that. It is one of the beauties of having Steve and Chris on our team. Steve has a construction degree from Purdue University. Now, we don't, we're not inspectors, nor are we going to act like an inspector, but he can look at a report and say, okay, this is a legitimate thing. The other thing is we have great, reliable people that we can call if there is an issue to just validate it and see how much it is. The other thing inspectors tend to do, and I don't blame them, is they overinflate the cost of what it's going to take to fix that. They have to cover themselves. And like I said, I don't blame them at all. So when we get a, an inspection report and it says the AC repair is going to be a certain amount, the first thing we do is actually get an AC guy out there. Because we, what we normally find is it's half or even less of the estimate. So it's not always as big of a deal as it feels in that moment. And so I, I encourage buyers, whether you know they, we represent them or, or not, A, take a breath, and B, let's gather information and not react. First-time home buyers, the one thing I see, and it's a huge mistake on our listings, is they just cancel the contract instead of say, let me gather information and let's see if there's something that we can work out. And sometimes there is, sometimes there's not. But they, often the people who need maybe a legitimate item dealt with the most, they aren't dealing with it. And they've just spent, in most cases, five to $1,000, $500 to $1,000. And that money is gone. So they're starting over. And when you're a first-time home buyer, it all Wait, counts. Oh, wasting $1,000 is a lot of money. Yep. And so why not work through? And that's where the inexperienced agent often comes into play and things like that. Just making sure that the client is protected, but making sure they have the right information. 
Well, and some of those details you talked about, you know, you reminded me of actually how you and Steve and, and the True Group were able to help uh, Ashley and me when we were buying our current home. Older home, older appliances, and ordinarily wouldn't necessarily be inclined to do a home warranty because I tend not to do uh, any type of insurance when I can cover the liability if something goes south. However, identifying the various different points of failure and the likelihood over that window of time went ahead and do it at, and did it at your uh, guidance, and it turned out to be an extremely smart thing because uh, both of the issues you identified as being um, likely to occur over the next year did and it ended up really working to our benefit. And so there are nuances like that to where even someone who is sophisticated uh, with real estate might be able to benefit from your level of expertise, including right down to, as you mentioned, maybe not being an inspector, but having a lot of knowledge that an inspector would have. Yes, the inspection process is really important. And also the inspector that you choose Having an inspector that is not the doom and gloom guy <laughs> right. that will hopefully find everything, but also will walk you through and say, these are the kind of urgent things. These are the things that you just need to fix over the next maybe year. And so that really does help with everything. All right. So uh, moving on to the various different uh, pitfalls that uh, we are seeing right now in real estate and why it's important to have knowledgeable people working with you on your real estate transactions. Permitting. Holy cow. Um, wow. Could I imagine that is an issue where you're finding it? It is an issue. And when you have a space that was not permitted and one of the things that many people don't know, and, and it is an interesting bit of information is that when you look at the property tax roll mm -hmm. and you see under air and you see that you're being taxed on a space, that does not mean that it was permitted. So the old way was that they would go to the prop property building permits. And if somebody did a permit, they would revise it. If you put in a pool or you did an addition, they would revise what you're being taxed on. Well, today with technology, they can kind of see changes to your property. Now, they're not reporting you that you did something that wasn't permitted, but they are taxing you on it. Wow. All right. And so you can no longer just look at a property and say, well, it's in the tax, so therefore it was permitted. There are signs or tells of a property where something might not have been permitted. And the reason this is important, because in, in all likelihood, it's not going to be permitted. It's not something that a seller is going to go back and, and be able to rectify. You need to know about it. And many times the challenge is that the person that's a seller didn't do the work. And so they bought it. It was unpermitted. They have no clue half the time that it wasn't permitted. What it it, when it becomes important is when, for example, if you're an FHA buyer or a VA buyer, that unpermitted space cannot be included in the value. So it's important if you have a listing to know that because you know maybe which deals not to take. And if you're a buyer, that's probably not the right property for you because it can't get to closing. Well, and I would imagine as well, you could run into issues even if you wanted to uh, do your own work uh, and you sought the proper process of obtaining a permit. You had an you know someone who is uh, inspecting on behalf of the municipality comes in and they find out that there are other issues can open a whole, whole ball of wax, I would imagine. And ongoing issues uh, that you might want to have addressed it's very possible and you know we find that really there's 
let I think that most municipalities it depends on what the the item is. So obviously, if it's a safety hazard, they're gonna they're gonna and flag it flag it for yeah. sure. Um, and yet, really, it's more about getting financing and and understanding that in fact you are buying a property that has some permit lack of permits on some of the work that was done. Well, that is definitely important to know. All right, so uh, next up, so it's all great, best laid plans. But how many times have we seen deals falling apart because someone really wasn't approved, they were qualified for a loan? It happens all the time. It also happens that a buyer thinks something doesn't matter or they think they won't find out. The lenders today with technology, they, they know everything. Now they may not know this the very first time, but once they start really scrutinizing all those documents, they're gonna know everything. So I think it's best just to be very honest with your lender it also is important who you use, more so today than ever. Having someone who, when things go off track, they can walk across the hall and talk to their underwriter, even before in the beginning. If there's a deal that Eric Cantelli says, I'm, this is kind of on the fence, he will literally take that package to his underwriter and have a conversation before they fall in love with the home, before they send money on inspections and appraisals, and before you have a seller who thinks their home sold and it's not. And so it really does matter. I have a lot of people that just don't get this. They think that all lenders are the same, and that is so far from the truth. Yeah, and about the third time you call the 800 number and get a the third different person and explain the same situation, uh, you realize that for sure. <laughs> all right, and uh, last but not least, title. And this is another one I can uh, I can understand. I In one particular case, um, title wasn't clear when I purchased a home, and I found out the hard way after the fact. Well, there's two times that title being clear is important. One is before you close and one is after you close. Yes. So before you close, if you're buying a foreclosure, just understand that sometimes there are issues that need to be resolved before you can close. That might mean that your closing date gets extended and there's not a whole lot you can do with it. However, having us on your side helps. So we had a, a situation where our buyer was buying a foreclosure and last minute they had a kind of a, a standoff between the association's attorney and the bank. Oh, that sounds fun. Yeah, it was a real blast. And the client was had moved here and was waiting to close. Wow. And it was delay after delay after delay. And you think about, well, it's just a delay. What's the big deal? Well, things like interest rate locks become an issue. Yeah, right? sure. And so you have to pay to extend those. Mm. And so there's expenses there. And then once again, you're you're ready to move wow. into your new property. So because of our experience and understanding what needed to happen, we were able to kind of get in the middle and make friends with the association. And the association really came on our side and helped nudge it along. Yeah, I understood that there was, uh, you know, somebody on the other end who had good intentions. And, and it's amazing sometimes the personal touch and, and knowing what to do, the difference that it can make. And being able to explain that this is all that needs to happen. It's really not that big of a deal. Here's what needs to happen. And they, between the attorney and the foreclosure, you know, they were just kind of saying, we're, we're doing nothing. And yet there was an innocent person sitting on the side. So sure. we were able to really get in the middle of that and arbitrate something that was obviously in our client's favor so she could close. Now, the second 
um, issue that comes up a lot, especially down here, is with the states. And understanding when does a property need to be probated, when doesn't it, if it's being probated, can you go ahead and sell it and close, what happens with the funds. There's a lot of things that can be done, so you don't have to wait until it's all done if certain conditions apply. So having the right probate attorney, um, we've seen great probate situations and we've seen those that just really almost have lost deals to fall apart because it wasn't a priority. And so making sure that you understand what needs to happen from, from the probate situation and having all those pieces in place really are important. And what you were talking about is once you've closed and surprised there's a title issue. Yeah, that's fun. And, and it does happen. And that's why we have title insurance. It, it really is important. And many times it requires you getting an attorney involved yep. to force the title insurance to kind of step up. The one thing that is sometimes helpful is to have your title policy reviewed beforehand. Because sometimes they do put in exclusions. And if those exclusions are in there, then they may become your issue. So it is often helpful to have your title reviewed, especially if you're cash Generally, your lender's going to make sure their money's protected. Right. And so usually if you have a, a lender, the lender's not going to allow anything odd. But if you are a cash buyer, I would say it's worth having title, especially if you're buying a distressed, a corporate, a flip. Flips are probably even more important to me than I would think so. There would be a lot of opportunity for an issue to come up there. I think in flips, there's a lot of opportunities and a foreclosure. Yeah. Just making sure that all the liens have been yeah. paid. There's no surprises coming after. And a little bit of money spent on the front end is going to save you so much compared on the back end. And that was uh, the my personal situation. I'll explain why it's so important to have the true center size before I was working with the true group. So it was the first house I bought down here is in Wellington. And um, everything was fine as far as I knew it until I went to sell. And as it turned out, there had been permitted work that had never been inspected and the permit had been closed. So with an open permit uh, and an inspection being needed that had been there for years, had to pay for all that to be done. And by the time it was done, uh, and with the the back fines and penalties and everything, it was nearly $3,000 surprise that also held up closing. So it's one of those deals to where having someone on both ends of the, the transaction that understands what's there, what to look for, uh, you know, it can end up saving you all kinds of headache. And in addition to, you know, in, in that one little example, you know, potentially thousands of dollars down the line. Yeah, and, you know, one of the things that happens periodically is as the state approved contract uh, is updated and we've just had an update in April and there aren't a lot of changes but the changes that are there deal with financing and things most people don't read the contract number one yep most people don't know the contract yep and there's a lot of assumptions that agents make now we're not attorneys however we do need to understand what that contract says sure and my fear is that there's going to be many people that are thinking that the old contract conditions apply and they've completely changed. Now, our clients will know and have the right timelines. However, it could cause you to be in default. The default um, is much clearer than it was in the old contract. And so it's going to be very critical that your lender is on the ball, your agent's on the ball, and you are on the ball or it will cost you truly 
thousands. It could cost you up to your escrow deposit. Wow. All right. Well, this is all important and good information. And True is a great resource for you. So the website, it's truerealestate911.com. That's truerealestate911.com. Buying, selling questions. Seven days a week. True's ready to help you. 561-972-8326. 561-972-8326.